0: Hey, this is Russell Wilson. This is Joe Montana. This is Dak Prescott. Hey, this is Jason Kelsey. And you're listening to Rob Motti. Rob Motti. Rob Motti. Rob Motti. I am Rob And Welcome to the AP Pro Football Podcast. We're heading into week three with a record-setting seven NFC teams are 2-0. There's three in the east. There's three in the south, which was terrible last year. Buccaneers won that division at 8-9. and nine. Now they're one of the three teams 2-0. Meanwhile, only two AFC teams are 2-0, and and the Bengals, my pick for Super Bowl champion, are 0-2. And Joe Burrow's got that calf injury still lingering. We'll see how he turns out. Week 3 kicks off Thursday night with the 1-1 New York Giants in San Fran against the 2-0 and Niners. We'll have some picks for you coming up. Our guests this week are Dallas Cowboys running back Tony Pollard and former Giants and Raiders quarterback Jeff Hostetler. We'll start out with Tony Pollard, who made the Pro Bowl last season after rushing for over 1,000 yards. He signed the franchise tag in the offseason. The Cowboys let Ezekiel Elliott go. Pollard is the main guy. He's already had two touchdowns in the first two games for the 2-0 and Cowboys. Tony has teamed up with Chili's every Monday during football season. They have buy one, get one, boneless wings at Chili's. Forget about a game-worn jersey. From Tony, you can get a wing-worn jersey from Tony covered in buffalo sauce stains from his own authentic wing-eating experience. If you want to get a chance to win that, to enter, share a picture on Twitter enjoying Bogo Wings at your local Chili's using hashtag Chili's wing-worn jersey and make sure to tag Chili's. Here's my conversation with Tony Pollard. Tony, welcome to the show. You guys are off to a two and zero start. We outscored teams, the Cowboys seventy to ten. And yet, when I heard Dak and some of the other players on offense talking the other day, you guys feel like there's still there's still another level that the offense can go to. Maybe some red zone efficiency left some points on the board. How much better can this team be?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, we feel like we left a lot out there on the bone. Um, as far as the past two games for the offense, um. I'm not sure the defense will say the same, but yeah, offense-wise, we feel like we could be a lot better.
0: You came into this season as the number one running back. Obviously, Zigo Elliott was there for a long time. You had a terrific season last year, 1,000 yards, made the Pro Bowl. And coming off an injury, too, was there any extra added pressure knowing that you're the guy you're going to be counted on week in and week out, someone who's been around as long as Zeke isn't there anymore?
1: Uh, not really for me. You know, I, I just took things one day at a time. You know, my, my big thing was just trying to get back healthy, you know, getting back out there on the field, being out there with the guys playing football. So it was kind of simple for me, just taking it one step at a time, trying to get better then, just just going from there.
0: There's obviously a lot of conversation about running backs and, and how some guys aren't unhappy with their contract situation. You were franchise tag. We know Saquon, Josh Jacobs went through the franchise tag how do you feel about that uh, are are you uh, along with some of those guys who, who feel that you need to figure out a way to get running backs better money better contracts or uh, i know you didn't there was not not too many issues with you you signed your franchise
1: um i mean every player you know wants to have that longevity you know that that contract to ensure, ensure that you know you're safe longevity wise but um i mean at the end of the day it is what it is you know i was tagged um, we couldn't get a deal done within the deadline. So at this point, I'm just playing ball, you know, going out there, trying to win games.
0: You see Nick Chubb go down uh, Monday night. Saquon had the ankle injury on on Sunday. It's just difficult, man, when you see other guys around the league. Like how, you know, Aaron Rodgers goes down, different position, quarterback, week one. What goes through your mind when you see a guy like Nick Chubb get carted off?
1: I mean, it's tough. Um Seeing a guy like Nick Chubb, you know, what he brings to his team, you know, the game of football, you know, just, you know, how much he prepares for the game and, you know, just respects the game and, and to go out like that, you know, it's tough to see that, you know, it's tough for any guy, anybody to get injured. Um, you know, you, all you can do is just, you know, send prayers and, and, you know, have them in your thoughts.
0: From an offensive standpoint, the guy's got a new play caller this year. It's the head coach Mike McCarthy. How has that gone? How has that transition been like for you?
1: Um. Actually, it's, it's been pretty smooth. Um. It's it hasn't been too big of a a change for us. Haven't been like a culture shock or anything like that. But it's been like little small tweaks, little fine little details that have changed within the play. So for the most part, it was easy to pick up. You know, it just just makes you have to pay attention to the details a little more.
0: Your defense, as you mentioned, they probably got not not too many complaints coming in after two games and only allowed 10 points. Uh, Micah Parsons absolute beast. He's a monster. He's a game wrecker. What's it like going in against those guys day in and day out in practice? How much better does it make you guys on the offense?
1: Um, I mean, it has you looking forward to the opportunity to go against somebody else other than that defense. Um, (laughs) You know, we play the best defense in the league every day of practice since camp. And so, you know, when you get the chance to, you know, use those skills and everything that you've been practicing and sharpening up on all week against another opponent that you feel like isn't as good as your defense, you know, it just, it gives you another level of confidence, you know, that's, that's big out there on the field.
0: Speaking of confidence, when you, you enter the NFL and and you have to kind of like, work your way into the starting role. How do you maintain that confidence knowing that at some point you may get the opportunity, you may not, you did, and you made the most of it. How do you maintain your confidence along the way?
1: Um, I mean, you just got to, you know, believe in yourself, know that you're here for a reason Um, and uh, just, just make the most of each and every opportunity that you get, you know, don't, don't get too big and caught up in what you're not getting. Um, cuz you can't really control that at the end of the day it's just it's big to just focus on what you can control and and that's what I try to do you know in every situation
0: how much did you learn from a guy like Zeke
1: um man I learned a lot you know just the way that he looks at the game the way that he breaks things down film study the way that he analyzes the defense before plays um just it helps slow the game down for me mentally
0: what's Dak like in the huddle um what kind of command does he have? How much fun does it look like he's having out there? To, what does he do to keep you guys loose? I mean, Dak, he's
1: probably like probably the best leader I've ever been around. Um, a great guy, a guy that you want on your team. Um, he's going to give 110%. You know, he's first one in the building, last one to leave. Um, in the huddle, you know, it's always fun and loose. You know, we keep energy. Everybody has different handshakes. Um, you know, it's just—it's always fun just to be around him. You know, the the energy that he brings and the vibe that he has. You know, it's just—it's just good to have it in your presence.
0: Tony, I I picked the Cowboys to get to the Super Bowl and win the NFC East first, and get to the Super Bowl. What do what do you guys have to do to make me look right?
1: Uh, we just have to keep taking things one day at a time, and and you know, just next week, next week, just keep that mindset.
0: I got that faith in you. Tell me a little bit about your uh partnership with Chili's and what you guys are doing.
1: Uh yeah, it was just um thought it'd be good to partner with Chili's, you know, especially being from Memphis, you know, having, you know, my family is big in barbecue. And I feel like football and, and wings, they just go together. You know, it it ties into one another. So when I got the opportunity, I just felt that, you know, it just was a no-brainer for me.
0: You got a go to kind of wing. Is it or a, a favorite sauce? Like, is it, what what's your favorite one?
1: Um, I'm kind of basic. You know, I like the barbecue or you know, barbecue or buffalo, something like that. Keep it basic.
0: So I see in this promotion, like fans have an opportunity to get a uh, a wing sauce stained jersey. So, like, are, are you eating? How are they gonna? You got your jersey on and you're getting wing sauce all over. Like, what's that gonna look like?
1: Uh, yeah, it was a jersey that I wore, you know, during the process of filming, you know, all the shoots and <laughs> things like that. So, uh, got a couple of wings, things on it, you know, for me having a, a good time. So, yeah, think I think they'll enjoy that one.
0: Well, it's, uh, boneless wings on Monday nights. Buy one, get one promo, uh, Tony, uh, at Chili's. Uh, I appreciate your time, man, and, and wish you a ton of success along the way. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Jeff Hostetler played thirteen seasons in the NFL with the Giants, Raiders, and Washington. He was fifty-one and thirty-two as a starter, and this was pretty intriguing. Never had a losing record personally as a starter in any season, even in the seasons where he started one game or two games or three games. Always had a winning record. In the playoffs, he was four and one. He stepped in for Phil Sims in the nineteen ninety season and led the Giants to a Super Bowl championship. Jeff has founded a nonprofit called. QB United, its first initiative supports suicide prevention and mental health. September is Suicide Prevention Month. 57 past and current NFL quarterback rates, including Troy Aikman, Terry Bradshaw, John Elway, Dan Marino, Joe Namath, Dak Prescott, Phil Simms, Joe Theismann. They're involved. Find out more in my conversation with Jeff Hosteller. Jeff, welcome to the show. Really appreciate your time. I know you're doing tremendous things that I'm excited to talk about within within the space of mental health. I want to talk to you a little bit about the New York Giants, one of your former football teams that you led to a Super Bowl victory how have you seen this team develop so far? They made the playoffs last year, get a terrible loss. I, I believe you were at that game week one against Dallas, and then they bounce back, lose losing twenty to nothing to Arizona, and they come back for a big victory. What does that mean for an organization?
2: Well, I, I think uh, obviously they didn't start the season out like they wanted to. Uh, a lot of high expectations uh, for a, a brand new season, and you want to come out and play well. And uh, uh, one thing after another did not go well against a really good football team. And um, you can't do that in the NFL. But they rebounded uh, in, a, in a huge way uh, this past weekend, which is a, a big, big win. I think that gets them back to where they want to be. I, I know the confidence part of that um, is key. And uh, to be able to uh, be down as much as they were and then turn around and come and win that game, uh, that's, that's a big-time win for them.
0: You played in that media market. You know what it's like. Expectations are high. Pressure is on. When a quarterback like Daniel Jones gets a huge contract the way he did, $40-plus 1000000 how do you handle that? What's your advice to someone like that playing in New York, playing for the Giants?
2: Uh, he doesn't need any of my advice. Uh, he, he knows how to handle it. And that's, that's part of the that's part of the game. Uh, you know, the 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 pay and all that stuff is outside of it. And you're uh, completely concentrating on, you know, trying to win football games and trying to make the guys around you as good as you can be. And, um, you know, I think he's he's got a great handle on things. I think, uh, you know, again, coming back from that opening loss. To, uh, to this win here. I think that's huge for him. And I think it's uh, huge for the whole organization uh, offensively too, because, uh, you know, you want to make sure that you're doing your part and you come out and, and perform the way you know you can.
0: Your NFL journey was a testament to perseverance, Jeff. There were opportunities that didn't come as quickly as perhaps you right. may have wanted or hoped for. But then when the opportunity came, you certainly made, the most of it. And now when we talk about guys who have won Super Bowls who weren't uh week in, week out starters, the regular starters, your name is at the top of the list. We think of uh Nick Foles with the Philadelphia Eagles in, in 2017, uh Doug Williams w- with Washington. What does it feel like to be mentioned in that group? And what did it take to continue to persevere and and maybe not walk away if at any time you felt like uh this this isn't working out.
2: Well, I tell you, it's a little different back then, too. There was no free agency at the time, so you were really stuck. And I did everything I could to try to get out onto the field. Um, I think I might be the only Super Bowl winning quarterback that uh, actually ran the ball, caught a pass and blocked a punt before I ever threw one in the NFL. So I was trying everything I could to get out on the field, didn't have any other alternatives, couldn't go to another team. So, um, you know, you try your best, you try to Persevere and you try to be patient, but uh, waiting six and a half years uh, to have your opportunity is a long time. And so, uh, for me to be uh, one of only thirty guys that is alive that has started and won a Super Bowl as a quarterback, um, that's a that's a pretty small group and a group that I'm part uh, proud to be part of. Um, it was a difficult journey. I mean, uh, I have probably the the least amount of experience of any of the quarterbacks that has won a a super bowl uh especially in that that type of situation so i'm proud of what um i was able to accomplish there but obviously all that is uh you're surrounded by a great team and uh, players that are doing their job and uh, as long as you can do your job and they do theirs good things are going to happen so um proud to have been part of that uh, that whole uh run for super bowl 25
0: you mentioned blocking a punt. I, I correct me if I'm wrong. The first time you touched a football in an NFL game was was it that blocked punt? How did that happen? How did you even
2: end up on special teams doing that? Well, I don't think it was the first time I, I touched the football. But uh, yeah, again, I asked to uh, to uh, do whatever I could, and if that was be on the punt team or uh, kickoff or anything like that, I wanted to be able to contribute. So. Um, I was just glad to be able to contribute in in that sense right there, and um, you know it's sort of a a, a nice trivia question as to uh, <laughs> what what Super Bowl winning quarterback has done you know right. uh, blocked a caught a pass and and ran the ball before he ever threw one. So, uh, but the big key there is to have won a Super Bowl and proud to proud to be part of that.
0: A lot of players, oftentimes, they tell me that the biggest memories or the, the greatest part of being in the NFL is the relationships. Beyond what you accomplish on the field, beyond the Vince Lombardi trophy and everything else, it's the relationships that you build with other players, some from your own team, some from other teams. And I, I think that's probably played a role in what you have helped put together here with QB United. Tell me a little bit about that, what your goals are, and, and what Inspired you really to start it.
2: Well, I, I think relationships—that uh, is the thing that I've missed most uh, leaving the game of football—and that was the relationships that you had uh, within within you know your locker room. And you know it's amazing because you put together this group of fifty guys, uh, and they're as diverse as could be, age group wise, uh, the whole way across the board, uh, politi- politically, uh, everything you can think of. There are different views, and so uh, the fact that you're all in one locker room and that you're all concentrating on one goal and you all work towards that goal sort of gives the uh, the the idea of how people from different backgrounds uh, diversity can all unite and concentrate on doing something good uh, a common goal and that's really the uh, the thinking to not concentrate on Uh, all of our differences, but to concentrate on something that would unite us, that we could all get together and rally behind and uh, for a common good. And so, you know, being part of a small group of guys that have won a Super Bowl as a quarterback, it sort of was, you know, you look at them and you see the the amount of things that these guys do at that position. They do great things individually with their own foundations, uh, within their own communities. And I always wondered, man, could not we make a big impact if we all came together as a group, unified, uh, what what our voice could be then? And, um, you know, these are leaders of men. They have uh, led their teams uh, throughout their whole career. So why can't we do that as a group and lead others to walk alongside us for a common goal? And, you know, we focused on uh, suicide prevention because every time you turn around, uh, you see it in the in the news, you see it on the Internet, you see it in the paper. And uh, it's such a um, a tragic, devastating issue that's going on right now. It's every 40 seconds someone dies from suicide. And you think about that in football terms in between plays during a game. Someone has died from suicide each play. You know, if you if you applied that to the guys that are out on the field, you wouldn't make it to halftime till everybody was gone. So those are those are issues that I think um, you know really come to play. And wondering, man, how can we make an impact on this? How can we bring others alongside us to bring awareness to this? And so we set this uh, organization up, QB United, to actually magnify the impact, magnify the voices, um, and unite together to to concentrate on this. And um, you know, I, I never dreamed that uh, I could possibly get. 57 quarterbacks all to do a video and come together with one voice. You know, we started out thinking, man, maybe we can get 20 guys. And then the 20 came and went, and then it was to 40, and then the 40 came and went, and um, we ended up at 57. And we started this in April. Uh, that's pretty amazing when you start to think, you know, number one, I had 25-year-old numbers trying to get a hold of guys. Uh <laughs> It was difficult. There were times when, um, you know, I was, I was disappointed. I was uh, thinking, man, what, this isn't going to happen. There's no way. Um, Example was, you know, the first 48 hours, I probably texted 10 to 15 guys, and there was complete silence. And a lot of the the texts or or phone calls went to uh, no longer in service, or he's no longer here or things like that. And so, it was forty-eight hours of silence, and I'm wondering, you know, what am I doing here? And just getting ready to jump in a shower and look down, my phone's ringing. It's on a Saturday morning, is Joe Namath, and you know, Joe uh, was the catalyst there, the first one to 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 jump on, and he he got on the phone and said, "Hey, you know, uh, I've done my research on you. I like what I see. What can I do?" And from there, it was one door after another that God opened. Uh, to be able to, number one, get a hold of these guys, number two, to be able to convince them to to do something about it, to do a video, number three, to actually have the video done and to be able to send it. And you think about that, just to get a couple guys to do that, that's a major undertaking. But to get 57 guys that uh, span seven decades of quarterbacks in the NFL That 21 uh, Super Bowl winning quarterbacks, we've got 11 or 12 Hall of Famers, there's future Hall of Famers, Um, there's all pros, there's there's MVPs, Um, you know, it's a it's an amazing group of men that have come together to, um, you know, try to challenge that 40 seconds, every 40 seconds, someone dies from suicide, we want to change that stat. No
0: doubt, when you tell me you got 25 year old numbers, Jeff, I'm thinking you're calling some landlines that no longer exist. We're living in in a cell phone uh, era and age. That's really cool. That Joe Namath is the first one to reach out, and it's kind of like you know, new, new you're you won a Super Bowl in New York. He won a Super Bowl in New York. When I look down the list, I see Aikman, Bradshaw, Elway, Manning, Marino, uh, guys, uh, thaisman guys still playing now. Press, uh, Dak Prescott, and and, and others. What does it say about that generational gap? You talked about the differences and everyone's got the, everyone's doing their own thing. But then to be able to bring some guys from the older generation, the younger generation. I know Dak's been impacted by uh, mental health and suicide within his own family uh, to be able to bring all those guys together for a common cause. I, I Once they learn about it, I don't think anybody would be a- at all opposed to this.
2: Yeah, it, it's been an amazing journey here because, you know, you start to realize how close suicide is to each one of us. And most of the times, the sad part of that is you never know until it's too late. And in speaking with these guys, um, you find stories about how close it came to them and how it has impacted each one of them and how each one of them has stepped up and, and um, you know, uh, joined into this And wanted to be part of it. I mean, and it it gets it gets for me emotional because you know you have Joe Namath who who who's part of this and his video is powerful. He's pleading um, to people about hope. And you know you've got Derek Carr who was the first video that came back. You know I I send him the information and within within two minutes, boom, his video's back. And I I mean it was it was it was a game changer for me. You know you've got the the Mannings. Uh, Eli and Peyton and Archie, who who have been impacted by suicide, and have all come together uh, very quickly to to support that. Um, you know, you have Tony Romo who pulled off the the side of the road, uh, a highway, and he's in the tall grass and he shoots his video. You got Jake Plummer over in Europe uh, on vacation and he shoots his his video and sends it out. So there's story after story. Terry Bradshaw is uh he's got his is in his car, he's got his seatbelt on. Uh, he pulls off and, and he does his video. I mean, these are guys that we've all grown up with watching uh, on Sundays. And, you know, you see them out there uh, doing these things out on the football field. Uh, but now you get to really see really what they are, the men behind the the uh, the helmet and that. And it's, uh, it's powerful to hear them talk about um, how important you are, how much you're loved, uh, how much that you matter. Uh, because this is a this is a situation um, that is impacting all of us, and uh, it's something that we can do better at. We can have a different we can make a difference here. we can change that statistic so uh, it's powerful to have this group of guys all together to help lead others uh, and walk alongside each other to uh, to make a difference.
0: Jeff, I think the importance of getting this group together is not only raising awareness that that stat exists, that it's every 40 seconds, which is staggering. When I hear that, I'm just I'm blown away. And you you think about uh, veterans uh or the military veterans who are. Uh, high among that group. Uh, I've heard stories about how like, uh, police officers, firemen, and, and there's different professions who are within that. But then there's, of course, the athletes, the NFL players. We know of several, Junior Seau, Dave Duerson, other guys, uh, I believe Andre Waters, who I grew up watching play in Philadelphia, I'm sure played against you at some point. It, when it hits home like that, we can hear all kinds of stats and numbers, but when it hits home, how much more powerful is that for for guys to to really grab hold of for folks out there to to understand?
2: I I think everybody's sort of aware of it, but until it actually hits close to home, sometimes you just it's not on your radar like it should be. And I think right now, I think uh, most of us have have found out that it's not very far of a reach until you know someone has been impacted by suicide. And so, you know, obviously our our goal here is to really change that and bring awareness to and and encourage people to talk. You know, men um, are devastated by by suicide and men tend not to want to talk about any of it. And that's the goal. When you see Dan Marino talk about, hey, it's okay to talk about it, uh, it's powerful. You know, and that's that's our goal is we need to have the conversations. We need to make sure that people realize it's okay to talk about it. You know, none of us are perfect. We all have imperfections. Um, We've all had struggles. You know, we just need to be more aware of our surroundings. Those that are that are struggling, we need to be able to reach out. You know, we need to we can have an impact, you know, a a kind word, a pat in the back, a, a meaningful. How are you? And follow up with it. Uh, could change someone's life. And so uh, I think uh, the fact that we can get this group together and start this and start the conversation, not start it, but magnify the conversation, because the conversation's been there. Um, We just need to be a bullhorn for it and get it spread out. And our goal with QB United has been to, um, as a group, to focus on on, on a, an issue and really bring attention and, and focus to that on a national stage or on a global stage, but also to go back into each one of those quarterbacks' own communities and reach out into there and have an impact within those communities so that our reach isn't just globally or, or outside away from us, but it all comes back home. And uh, that's the goal. We want to make sure that we start in our local communities and work our way out and have impact.
0: Jeff, you played in an era where injuries were suck it up and get back out there, but I think that also applied strongly and heavily to mental health issues. I grew up in an era where you just, you deal with it. You man up. You hear that term all the time, man up, suck it up. And I'm encouraged that more, it's become more common now to to hear that phrase. Like you said, it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to talk about it. It's okay to seek help. This younger generation seeking help how important is it to impress upon people especially from my generation your generation who may be going through some stuff that seek some help go out there and, and and talk to someone don't hold things in don't allow it to to grow and to reach a point where there is no return
2: yeah and i think you know when people talk about courage and strength and bravery you know it's it's those that are going through struggles the courage there is, is going out and talking about it to someone to seek help. I mean, that's courageous. That's bravery. And, and what we've got to make sure that we do is, is we relay that message that that's not, that's not being weak. That's not failing. That's none of that. I mean, reaching out is, is a courageous thing to do because you're being vulnerable. You're asking for help. And lots of times we have, we have real difficulties in asking for help. And so, you know, our goal there is is Let's eliminate that stuff. You know, I, I grew up in a real strong Christian family. And, you know, my mom used to always tell us that uh, before we left the house, remember who you are and whose you are. And, you know, it always used to bother me because, you know, she was putting me on the spot. And the the who you are is, you know, that's what you're made of. That's your family. That's your friends. That's your character. That's where you've come from. That's some of the stuff that you actually do. And you know, sometimes we we don't meet the standards of people around us, and sometimes we're judged on what we do, and our self worth is based on what we do, and and that really impacts us, and that makes us struggle. But it was the whose you are that was it's it's the impact. It's the for me that was in my lowest of times that I always know that God has me. He has a plan for me. He made me with all my flaws with all my imperfections, with all my weaknesses, I'm perfect. And that for me has been the strength to get me through some of my uh, most difficult times. Some some of those out there don't have that. They don't have the family, the resources behind that. And so that's our goal here is to be able to reach everybody and to tell them you matter, you're important, you have a purpose, and, and, to, and to talk to us about it. And so, um, you know, we feel like these these leaders of men that are on the, the football field, if they can come together and uh, be such a diverse group over, a, um, you know, seven decades that somehow, some way, w- we ought to be able to have others walk alongside us and, and collaborate with it. You know, I, I'm hoping that at some point we're able to collaborate uh, with the defensive lineman group. All right, now quarterbacks and defensive linemen, they don't, they don't ever really get along too well. But can you imagine the power of those two, coming together or country music, you know, I, I I'd love to have uh uh Dolly Parton, you know, come and and collaborate with us with every other country music star and come together and let's let's bring this to the forefront. Let's do some amazing things together to bring awareness to suicide prevention. And you can go down the line to the different ways that we could collaborate, but our goal here is let's get the conversation moving. Let's move forward. Let's join forces all you know, with a united voice.
0: That's outstanding. If there's any way that people can get involved, if they want to reach out, get more information, if they want to help those watching, those listening, those reading about it, what can they do, Jeff?
2: Go to uh, QBUnited.org. There's, uh, if you need help, there's, we have, we have teamed up with, with some great organizations, professional organizations that are, that are qualified to deal with suicide and uh, you know, nine eight eight. We have the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. We have Better Help for counseling. We have Stay Here, which was a group that um, I worked with early on that educated me on all the do's and don'ts of suicide and some of the statistics and things like that. They've been invaluable. So we have uh, on that website the ability to go there and and find things that you need if you want to learn how to recognize the signs of suicide and to help those that may be thinking about suicide, you can go there and and uh, be educated for that. And then there's always the, the donation end of it, because if we can get monies directed here, 100 percent of what we raise in QB United, it's going back out and it's going back out in our local communities of our quarterbacks to have an impact, as well as our national organizations to make sure that we do everything we can to change that statistic of 40 every 40 seconds.
0: Jeff, you made a lot of great plays in your NFL career. You won a Super Bowl, as we talked about. Uh, I believe uh, this is the greatest play uh, that you're doing, that you're making right now. And before I let you go, I got to ask you this question. You look absolutely jacked. Like, look, how much
2: time are you spending in the gym? (laughs) <laughs> no, I, I I appreciate that. Um it must be the camera. <laughs> I, I'm trying to uh work on father time, but in the end he wins. But I, I'm I'm giving him a struggle.
0: <laughs> well, I, I appreciate you, my friend. Thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate your time. It's that time for some picks. The four pack last week was o two and two against the spread, three and one straight up. Overall, we are six and two straight up the four pack, and three three and two against the spread. I'm going to start out with my best bet. Those are two and zero this year. Buffalo minus six and a half at Washington. We saw Josh Allen successfully play hero ball last week after an awful opener against. The New York Jets. Sam Howe was impressive in leading the commanders to a comeback win. Washington is 2-0, and but Buffalo is now 18-2 and when they're facing opposing quarterbacks with 16 or fewer career starts. That's that since 2019. Obviously, Sam Howe has made only three career starts, so he fits into that category. I don't think the commanders are ready to be a 3-0 and team. They're better than maybe many of us thought. But the Buffalo Bills need this. They're on the road. Minus six and a half. I'm going to take the Bills 29-17. Next up, I'll look at Dallas. Minus 12 and a half at Arizona. The Cowboys dominated both New York teams. Outscored them 70-10 to 10 in two weeks. Still, Dak Prescott and the offense haven't fully clicked. Tony Pollard talked a little bit about that. The Cardinals are awful. They're 0-2. They blew a 21-point lead in the second half against the Giants. 20-0 at halftime, 21-point lead in the second half. It might have been their best chance to get a win anytime soon. I'll take the Cowboys in the desert, 31-12. Then I'll go to Indianapolis, plus eight and a half at Baltimore the Ravens are 2-0 and they're coming off an impressive win in Cincinnati Lamar Jackson looked like he shook off the rust he's picking up that new offensive system nicely the Colts Anthony Richardson went down last week they still won behind Gardner Minshew Richardson probably won't play this week because he's in concussion protocol they would need him against the Ravens I, I think Gardner Minshew is a more than adequate backup but I- I'm going to take the Ravens to win this game, 27-13. to Lastly, the Atlanta Falcons, plus 3.5 at Detroit against the Lions. Falcons are off to a surprising 2-0 start. Rookie running back B. John Robinson, he's the real deal. Now they're going to face a team that's got playoff aspirations. They're coming off a disappointing loss. The Lions at home Lost to Seattle last week. The Lions can score points. We see that. Jared Goff's interception streak ended and crashed with a pick six. But the problem with the Lions is their defensive issues have yet to be solved. Still, I'll take them in this game 29-20. So I got the Lions minus 3.5 against Atlanta. Baltimore minus the 8.5 against Indianapolis. The Cowboys minus the 12 and a half against against arizona and buffalo minus the six and a half against washington rob moddy back on the ap pro football podcast time for some final thoughts nick chubb suffered a devastating season ending the injury this week and it's an example of why running backs want more money while they can make it but also why teams don't want to pay running backs career longevity for running backs is shorter than the average player in the NFL. Teams have proven that they can win with guys who make less money at the position, free agents, third-day draft picks. I understand why running backs want bigger contracts, more guaranteed money. The top guys deserve the most they can get, but it's just bad business for teams to pay a running back 15 to 20 million dollars. So this is an issue that I don't anticipate will ever get solved, and it's unfortunate that Nick Chubb, goes down, devastating, gruesome season-ending injury. Other running backs, the injuries are piling up. Saquon Barkley not playing because of an ankle injury. We saw Aaron Jones not play last week because of an injury. David Montgomery got banged up. Running backs are getting hurt, and there's it's just going to continue to happen. Players get hurt at every position, but this is an area where Just because Nick Chubb went down and I hear people talk about, oh, this is why running backs need to get paid. Yes, it is. And they want more guaranteed money. But it's also why teams don't want to pay these guys. It's hard to find a solution for this. That's it for this week. Thank you to Tony Pollard and Jeff Hostetler. Thank you for listening. Please be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to your pods. Also, check out my colleague, Ralph Russo, and his AP Top 25 College Football Podcast. Until next week, I'm Rob Motti reminding you, make a difference. Be a blessing. Thanks.